Welcome to another edition of the SAMOP Specialty Spotlight Podcast. This podcast was created to help inform military medical students about experiences and opportunities in military medicine. We aim to interview physicians, either currently in or retired from the military, from all branches of service and various specialties. Today we are fortunate to have Dr. Jordan Damshin with us. Dr. Damshin is a captain in the U.S. Army and is currently stationed at Joint Base Lewis McCord, where he serves as a PGY2 orthopedic surgical resident at the Madigan Army Medical Center. I wanted to give special thanks also to Colonel Douglas Marr and Colonel Christine Latiri for passing on Dr. Damshin's contact information and the work that the Office of the Health Professional Scholarship Program does for aspiring military medical students everywhere. And with that, welcome to the podcast, Dr. Damshin. Yeah, great to be here. Thanks for having me. So I just want to start off the interview with just if you could tell me a little about yourself, uh, where are you from, uh, what medical school did you attend, um, and ultimately what kind of led you to choose this specialty? Sure, absolutely. So I'm from Idaho, born and raised in uh, Boise, Idaho, Boise, Idaho to be exact. Um, I initially, uh, after graduation from high school, I actually played baseball for a little bit um, in Arizona for a couple of years. I went to junior college down there, uh, finished up my undergrad uh, in Idaho at Idaho State University in Pocatello. Um, I then completed medical school in Kansas City at Kansas City University. Um, and then now I'm attending uh, residency at Madigan Army Medical Center um, as an orthopedic surgery resident. Um, yes, just a little bit more about me. Um, I am married. Uh, I have uh, two daughters, um, a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and then another son on the way in a couple months. So we're excited for that addition. And, yeah, yeah, busy, busy time for the Damshin family, but uh, great to be here and hopefully can shed a little bit of insight into uh, military medicine and orthopedic surgery in the Army. Of course. Yeah, congrats on the um, upcoming son, and thanks again for taking the time to, to join us. I know it uh, sounds like it's a pretty busy time in the Damshin house right now. <laughs> yeah, always, always, always busy, always loud, but but fun, wouldn't have it in every way. Could you tell me a little bit more about uh, what led you into orthopedic surgery and why you chose to do it through the Army? Sure. So, um, I guess in terms of orthopedic surgery, just growing up, I always kind of thought I wanted to do something healthcare related. I didn't really know exactly what that was going to be for a while. I know some people, I think, growing up decide early on that they want to be a doctor. That wasn't necessarily the case for me. I was pretty open-ended about it, but wanted to be in the healthcare field. In high school, I had a uh, like a sports medicine course or it was kind of like in the kind of assistant athletic trainer. And so that's what got me first interested in that aspect of things healthcare-wise. And then I think just my time playing sports uh, competitively and uh, seeing a lot of my buddies go down with injuries and having to recover from those um, got me interested in, in how that works and, and the recovery process and, um, seeing them kind of go through the ups and downs of that and wanted to kind of be a part of of taking what was once a, a really frustrating and disappointing injury and getting it back to being excited to get on the field or get on the court and play again. Um, and then I think for me, just naturally, my personality is one where um, I like to be active. I like to 
you know, do things and be really involved. Um, I do a lot of uh, woodworking stuff, and um, so I just think orthopedic surgery kind of lends itself uh, because it's a specialty that you're constantly um, doing things, whether it's, uh, you know, doing reductions and putting casts on or whether it's going to surgery and operating. And, um, you're always you're always active in, in the field, and, and so that was something that really drew my attention. Uh, in terms of the Army itself, uh, my dad was a career Army officer. Uh, he was enlisted first and then became an officer, and I think he was in for 22 or 23 years. Uh, I have lots of family that have served in both the Army and the Air Force, uncles, grandparents, great-grandparents. Um, so I think when I learned about the HPSP scholarship um, and that opportunity to, yes, help um, pay for pay for school, which was nice, uh, but also as a kind of a my own way to to get into that um, community and also pursue my uh, dreams of wanting to become a doctor and multiple orthopedic surgeon. Uh, it just seemed like the perfect match for me. The other nice thing about the Army, in my mind, when I was looking into it, is a lot of the residency spots are offered by the Army, um, and so that just seemed like the perfect match for me. That's awesome. It sounds like you had the opportunity to join a long family tradition uh, through a, a career as a physician. Uh, you talked a little bit about just the um, ability to have be able to do lots of things within orthopedic surgery. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about what else you like about that specialty um, and maybe some of the challenges that are associated with working as an orthopedic surgeon? Sure, yeah. Um, you know, I think orthopedic surgery, um, obviously I'm only, you know, a couple years into my training and, and certainly a long way to go in my career, but... Um, you know, it's one where, you know, you get the clinic experience of, of seeing patients, um, you know, preoperatively, you get the opportunity to, to see them, you know, with their various ailments and injuries, um, and hopefully um, uh, have the skill set to offer them um, surgery when it's indicated, um, because you feel like it's going to get them better and back to doing the things that they want to do with their life. Um, then you get the chance to actually go to surgery, actually do those things, and then you get to see them come back, get through the recovery process, and ultimately get back to doing those things. And um, it's really um, exciting to be a part of that. Um, it's uh, exciting for you. It's exciting for your patients. Um, you grow a really strong bond and, and relationship with your patients. Um, you know, it's nice. Um, at Madigan, we have our own kind of cast clinic that we run as junior residents. Um, certainly all of it is is staffed, but it kind of becomes our own little clinic, and um, we get to develop that autonomy and, and develop those relationships. And, you know, the patients that we see on call, we're seeing in clinic, and um, you start to... Um, really be in, become invested in patients. I think that's a little bit difficult as a medical student because you're kind of rotating from specialty to specialty and you're still, you know, you're taking your tests and you're trying to get through medical school. Um, you're not necessarily able to do 
as much as you are uh, once you become a doctor and are a resident. So um, you certainly start to really develop that autonomy early on in residency, and um, it's exciting and kind of reminds you why you went to medical school in the first place. Yeah. As a resident that's relatively early on in your program, I think you have a unique position uh, in that you are a lot closer to the, your recent experience in medical school. Um, as to us students that might currently be, uh, you know, first, second, third, or fourth year. So a medical school isn't that long ago for you. For students that are thinking about orthopedic surgery or might be undecided, what general, general advice would you give uh, to us? You know, I think the biggest thing is just to work hard. Um, you know, I wouldn't say that I necessarily had decided on orthopedic surgery. Um, you know, in my first or second year of, of medical school, I think it was something that I decided once I kind of went out on my rotations. I had a thought that that's probably what I wanted to do, but I tried to leave my mind open. And, and I would say it's, I would say for anybody to just keep your mind open. Um, you're going to see things that uh, really interest you. You're going to see things that you know right away you're not interested in, and that's fine. Uh, but I think it's nice to keep your options open because things happen. It's hard to, um, you know, it's hard to get into orthopedic surgery. It's hard to get into any residency. It's hard to complete medical school. And so um, I think just, uh, well, it's good to have goals and good to kind of have a long uh, picture of what you want to do. I do think it's important to try and stay in the moment and have just those short-term, you know, goals of, you know, working hard, doing your studying, doing well on your tests, doing well on your rotations, and all that just kind of builds to ultimately being able to get to a residency and train in, in whatever you want to train in. Thanks for that, Dr. Jamson. Uh, students that are in the Health Professional Scholarship Program, I think, balance both the unique responsibilities of a medical student um, with also just the uh, just the responsibilities of one day becoming a future officer and the respective branch. Uh, can you tell us a little bit of how, what maybe would be good ways to develop officership while in medical school or residency? Um, how can we start um, becoming uh, strong officers in the military as we advance in our careers? Sure, absolutely. You know, I think um, being an officer in the military um, more than anything is, is about being accountable. Um, and it's something that is emphasized over and over again. I know we've all heard it before, but um, you have lots of enlisted soldiers that are looking at you as the officer to be the example. Um, and uh, you gotta be, you got to be accountable for your actions. Uh, you need to be where you're supposed to be, when you're supposed to be there. Um, you need to be the example to, of putting in the hard work and putting in the time. Um, you need to be an example of how to be a leader and how to help um, kind of teach and coach. That's kind of the, I think, the, the fun thing that I've enjoyed as I've kind of started in my residency. Um, as you work with, in my case, lots of uh, medics and ancillary staff that, um, you know, they have their own little niches of things that they do. They don't necessarily have the maybe the medical knowledge that I do, but that doesn't mean that we can't help teach them and, and kind of grow and expand their knowledge base because at the end of the day, um, at some point, we're all going to be, you know, downrange deployed, and the more uh, skills and assets that you can um, bring to the team and that you can even coach them or teach them on uh, when you're just, you know, 
stateside, you know, doing your little things. It's a uh, it's more care and better care that they're going to be able to provide um, to our soldiers uh, downrange. So, um, yeah, it's 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 tough. It's tough. I think trying to uh, think about how to become a better leader in medical school, um, but I think ultimately. Uh, I always fall back on being accountable, and if you can if you can work to be accountable in everything you do, uh, you're going to be successful as an officer in the army, or any or any military branch. That's great. Looking back, just at your previous four years of medical school on, and the previous past year of of, intern, of your intern year, is there anything that you wish you knew uh, that you could have maybe told yourself uh, starting out at the outset? Hmm. I don't know if there's necessarily anything I wish I knew. You know, you, I think I, you hear people talk about trying to, um, you know, prepare for residency. Um, you know, maybe they know what residency they're going into and they want to start getting a head start as they're finishing up medical school. And, and I, someone uh, once told me, uh, there is nothing that's going to prepare you for residency. So uh, enjoy the rest of your medical school while you can and then get in the dumpster fire. Uh, and I think that was the best advice I got because ultimately um, in residency you're going to, you know, you're going to be busy, you're going to be worked hard, um, you're going to be studying, you're going to have lots of things you're juggling, and you'll get through it and you'll learn and you'll grow and you'll learn by experience. Um, and you're not going to be able to replicate that um, prior to residency. And you're going to be busy enough once you start your residency for however long it's going to be. Um, so I think looking back, you know, I was grateful for that advice. Um, I took a couple uh, trips with my family, um, kind of leading up to the end of medical school and preparing for residency. And now I look back and uh, I'm grateful that I had those experiences. So I don't think there's necessarily anything I wish I would have known, uh, but I'm grateful that I had someone to tell me to take advantage of the time that I had. Can you tell me, go in a little bit into the differences between military and civilian training uh, as far as orthopedic surgery goes? Are there lessons you learned uh, from one setting that you, you might use in the other? I think like that, at the beginning of your, your career, I think you could probably speak more of the military side of it, but I think you probably may have colleagues on the civilian side and or just maybe from your own research where you've been able to see that. Uh, do you think you'd be able to speak a little bit to that aspect? Sure, yeah. I mean, I, you know, again, I don't have a ton of experience on the civilian side. You know, I did some civilian rotations as a medical student, uh, but certainly most of my experience at this point is um, in the military side. We do have rotations on the civilian side. Um, and differences, you know, I think I think there is a lot of similarities. Um, you know, for us, you know, we do have a large active population, but we also see a lot of dependents. So we have a good variety in terms of age. You know, sometimes, uh, depending on where you're at, um, the demographic of patients you're going to see from the military side may be a little skewed uh, to what you would see and care for um, on the civilian side. I know for us, you know, we have, from an orthopedic side, we do a lot of sports stuff. Um, and just because we do have a large activity population. Um, I think one difference and one 
great difference is this. We get to care for soldiers. We get to care for um, for men and women that have decided that they want to serve uh, the United States military, um, and they're depending on us to keep them in, in the health to be able to um, be ready to uh, deploy and to meet those challenges. Um, and so it's, you know, it's a privilege to be able to train somewhere where we're getting to, to meet and, and speak and, and um, get to know those people. Um, I think that's the, probably the best thing about it. Um, yeah, the uh, JBLM is a, a huge base. And, you know, from Willow, I do know that uh, large active population, you've got the first special forces group there, the 7th Infantry Division. Uh, and I think one of the Ranger regiments is stationed there too. So I'm sure there's a huge population in terms, especially in terms of orthopedics and sports medicine that you get to treat. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Lots of, lots of sports medicine, uh, lots of shoulder scopes, lots of knee scopes. Um, yeah, we, uh, we definitely get a lot of, a lot of that here, which is, which is great, which is great. That's something that, uh, you'll definitely use, um, you know, as a civilian, once once your career expands past the military, so that's yeah, a great training opportunity. With where you're stationed so far, uh, JBLM, uh, can we talk a little bit about this space specifically? Uh, you went a little bit about some of the clinics that you got to run. Uh, how you like? How is it living in that part of the country? Like, in terms of like your your family, uh, what kinds of maybe lifestyle and uh, extracurricular options might be available for residents and their dependents there. Sure. Yeah. I mean, the Pacific Northwest is just full of outdoor opportunities. You know, I'm from Idaho. That was one of the um, one of the main reasons, from a family standpoint, why we wanted to come to Madigan, just to get back in the Northwest, uh, close to our family, all of our families in Idaho. So, uh, or most of our family, I should say. Um, and so it's it's nice to be close to family and that support system. Um, I mean, but there are tons of things to do, whether it's uh, Mount Rainier that you're staring at, you know, on a on a you know beautiful blue sky day, you can see it from the hospital. It's it's absolutely amazing. Um, there's lots of skiing. There's tons of hiking. You got the sound um, that you can go on. There's ferry rides. You can take boats out on there. There's some lakes. There's a lake uh, on base. Um, that you can take your boat out on. Um, there's lakes you can rent stuff on. Uh, you're only, you know, a couple hours from the ocean. Um, yeah, there's absolutely tons to do. Uh, I would say that uh, uh, the the rain is something to get used to. Um, the weather is pretty amazing from uh, April, May through, you know, kind of end of September. Start getting October, it starts to rain. You get used to it. Um, your family gets used to it, but it is certainly an adjustment. Uh, you just learn to bring an umbrella and a rank everywhere you go. <laughs> and maybe a pair of rain boots, too. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's exactly right. So as the uh, resident, uh, you are, on, on, I want to say, an 03, correct? Uh, so correct. in the Army, that would be a captain. And the Air Force as well, and I want to say in the the Navy that it would be equivalent of a oh I don't quote me this but a, a lieutenant I th- I want to say lieutenant. So, in terms of balancing your duties as an officer and a physician, uh, what does that look like 
specifically uh, during residency years. And like, can you talk about the, some of the challenges, how, anything that has helped you successfully, uh, just for the benefit of those who might still be learning about that delineation? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, from a resident standpoint, um, you know, you and GME, uh, you're, that's kind of your main uh, priority. Um, and so there are, there are some, you know, Army, other Army things you do, whether it's your, you know, annual fitness tests and, um, you know, just kind of random, you know, trainings and things like that. But for the most part, uh, we're, we're pretty centralized into just kind of doing all of our residency stuff. Um, certainly that changes uh, once you complete residency and, and become an attending somewhere. And there's certainly other um, more, uh, you know, leadership officer uh, type roles, whether it's, you know, running the, the clinics or, um, you know, various, you know, leadership type roles that uh, you'll start to get involved in um, as you further your career. But uh, my experience at this point in residency is uh, we're kind of, uh, niched into our training for the most part. Uh, with that said, though, I mean, you still are an officer, and I know, like I talked about earlier about being accountable, um, you know, you're still held, obviously, to the standards of any uh, military officer, an Army officer. Um, you know, and again, you're working with lots of, uh, in my case, lots of, you know, enlisted soldiers, medics, um, you know, cast techs. Uh, so there's lots of opportunities to... Um, try to shed a little bit of light um, uh, into everything you do. For for example, uh, you know, when I'm on call uh, and it's, you know, late at night and I'm in the emergency department or something and I need help with a cast, I'll, I'll grab one of the medics and I'll have them help me and I'll kind of talk them through what I'm doing. Um, you know, it's those little things of just trying to, to teach, um, not because you necessarily um, – no more. It's just because they're there and, and you want to help teach them so that they can have that information to potentially help someone else down the road. Yeah, that sounds like an awesome opportunity to create further cohesiveness within the team, uh, but also pass on, you know, just all the years of training that, 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 that you get as a resident med student. Uh, to go back to maybe uh, your, your family history, you've obviously got a very long tradition uh, of family that have served in the military before. As far as your plans, uh, whether they be short or long-term for the military, uh, how do you see those going uh, once you've completed residency and start your active duty service obligation? Um, yeah, so there's obviously uh, various routes that you can go with that. Um, you know, some people have longer obligations than others. Um, whether they came in with obligations prior to HPSP or whether they went to um, uh, uses. Uh, you know, for me, I'm HPSP, um, and so, you know, I have my four-year commitment uh, once I finish residency. Um, there's also the, you know, decision if you want to do a fellowship and when you're going to time that, uh, if you want to do it right out of residency, if you want to do it kind of in the middle of your uh, payback, in the middle of your military career, if you want to do it as a civilian. You know, I think uh, for me, I, um, you know, my, my plan at this point is to, is to uh, 
kind of serve my commitment and then probably do a fellowship outside of the military. Um, and ultimately we want to move back to Idaho. Those are kind of our goals. And so, um, uh, you know, we're just trying to get back there while our kids are, are relatively young and where all of our families at is kind of our goal. And so that's, that's our plan, but certainly everybody's different in how they uh, choose to proceed with their military career. But I think any time, uh, that you're able to spend um, in the military and, and working with soldiers and being a leader, uh, getting that team, you know, cohesiveness and team bond, it definitely uh, adds to your overall package that you can offer to someone um, in your career moving forward. What advice would you have for students trying to get into a military residency? Um you know, I think, uh, so, I mean, if you're, uh, you're talking about um, medical students that are already HPSV? Uh, yes, sir. Or, yeah. Um, so certainly I think if you're, if you're an Army HPSV student, that becomes um, a lot easier because there's a lot more spots offered by the Army um, versus some of the other um, services where I think there's more uh, civilian deferments. Um, with that said, though, there are still uh, civilian deferments uh, on the Army side, definitely. Um, ultimately, uh, I think it's important to rotate um, at the various facilities as many as you can. I know this year it was tough with um, COVID and there were some restrictions, limitations of travel and how many places um, some of the med students could rotate, but uh, ultimately, if you can, rotating at as many of them as possible, I think, gives you the best shot. Um, you know, the, the, the military as a small family um, as a whole, and, um, you know, everybody kind of knows everybody, and you're kind of run, you'll kind of cross paths with everybody, you'll cross paths with someone that, um, uh, has heard about you, and so the more you can show your face, the more you can, um, you know, show that you're willing to put in the work and the time, and uh, and be a good leader and a good team player. Um, all of that bodes well for um, getting a spot in the military residency. Yeah, I think you bring up a good point of how the small that world is, and I think the two sides of the coin is that uh, that they, you know, if you're are good at what you do, and I, I think that that can speak for itself. But I think there also might be pitfalls where if you may not be a good example um, or, you know, he's professional, uh, that also can kind of come back to hurt you. So to go on that note, what do you think are some pitfalls that we should avoid as physicians and or officers? And you kind of briefly alluded to that earlier, uh, but could you could give maybe like a word of warning to uh, those of us that will be going down that path? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, um, you know, I think one one challenge um, or pitfall that's easy to um, fall into is just being complacent. You know, you got into medical school and uh, you're going to be a doctor, and um, that's really exciting. But uh, knowing you got to continue to work hard, you got to continue to put a good foot forward. Um, yeah, and the you know the military it's a small community, and so yeah, for for good and sometimes you know for bad you gotta always put your best foot forward. Um, because certainly a bad you know if you leave a bad taste in someone's mouth, um, you know that 
that can that can spread around the small community. Um, but uh, you know, ultimately, I think um, just trying to be humble um, and try to always be looking for opportunities to learn um, and to grow and to develop yourself as um, as a person, as an officer, um, as a you know, as a doctor. Um, and those are that's going to keep you in a, in a place you want to be in, in a position to achieve the things you want to achieve. That's great. Well, with that, Dr. Damshin, we want to wrap up this podcast and want to thank you for your time. Thanks for sharing us with your path and residency and a little bit about what you're doing right now and advice that you have for current medical students and future residents. I want to thank you for your time and wishing you a happy new year. Yeah, great. Thanks for having me. Happy New Year. That wraps up our episode with Dr. Damshin today. Thank you so much for your time and sharing your experiences with us future military physicians. For those of you listening, if you have any recommendations for the podcast or anything you'd like to hear in particular, feel free to email samopseducationchair at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in.